about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Hello and welcome to another week of All In With The Lord. I hope you're having a great week, and I pray that this is the week that you will discover all the great favor that God has placed on your life. Now, as we begin this program, we talk about a lot of different things that have to do with overcoming. Do you feel like you're a powerful overcomer, or do you feel like you're beat up, broke, busted, sick, disgusted, just tired? Well, there's two ends of the spectrum, and I know some people do walk around feeling kind of beat up. Now, the only way to overcome that is really to get all in with the Lord. But what does that mean, and what does it mean to each one of us every day of our life? We are built to be overcomers. We were built to have dominion over this earth. If you go back and read Genesis you will find out that we were given complete dominion and authority over the world, over the earth, over our lives. And I think through the whole process of of living life on this planet, we have been passed down a message that says it's tough. Life is tough. Life is so tough, it never... You don't know what's going to happen. You can't count on anything. Well, you can count on something, and you can count on one thing, God's Word. Our Creator built us to have victory. Now, there is an adversary. His name is the devil. There was a war, a big war, in the heavens. And that war resulted in a number of um, angels, angelic hosts, to be thrown out. It was a rebellion. A rebellion that simply said that God's way isn't necessarily the way we want to live. Now, when you think about it here on the earth, you're watching play out a choice. And that choice is God's way or the other way. There are a lot of humans that just, for whatever reason, choose not to believe in a creator. They would much rather believe in some alien form that somehow drop the DNA of man into the earth, and we got born. Well, that is pretty much how it is, but the alien they're referring to is what we call the creator of the universe, which is what we call our God. I guess human nature doesn't want to think that they have to report to a God. There are only two ways that you would have to report to a God. And we're watching those being played out. One is drop to your knees 
and reverence the God who's a dictator. Because if you don't, that God will either inflict pain, harm, or poof, wipe you out of existence. So, what's the other choice, Art? To serve a loving God. One who understands that rebellion and war are useless. One that understands that he does not want us all to serve him because we're made to serve him. Like a robot. Today, they're making robots right now. It will not be long before the robots will be here to do our bidding. To clean the house. You have a little robot now that can go on the floor and just cleans the house, right? But now they're having robots that look like humans. Why did they make them look like humans? Isn't there a better choice? What would you make your robot look like? You see, the human form is the best choice because God created it. There is no better way to look than as a human, any human. The least human on this planet is marvelous. <clears throat> it's marvelous. So, we are building robots to serve us. Well, I even hear there's ones that, you know, are made to pleasure people, to help them in different ways to feel loved and appreciated. But what good is a robot that's a programmed thing loving you with no choice in the matter? You see, that's what God was up against. When he created mankind, he gave us a soul and a spirit and a mind and made us actually alive and individual with a free choice. And that free choice was to love him back. He couldn't get loved back from a robot. He could have made robots. Man is the first creation where God made free choice and gave us the ability to choose him or to not choose him. And there are many out there, not a lot. No, I don't think there's a lot. I think most people want to choose God. They just don't know how. But there's, there's those out there that absolutely reject the idea that they're going to have to report to a God, even a loving God. So God set about to demonstrate what that meant. What does it mean to serve a loving dictator, a loving creator? And what it meant was that God forgives us of all of our wrongdoings, thinking, everything. Forgives us. And in the process of forgiving us, shows mercy to us so that we could have another chance to get it right. And another chance. And another chance. How do you think God Almighty wants to prevent 
another rebellion from ever happening in all the vast expanse of his universe. I'll tell you how. Because you and I will give testimony to what it would be like without God. There will be those who choose to go to what we call hell rather than heaven because they refuse to accept mercy and forgiveness. They just will say, no, I, I would feel like a hypocrite if I accepted the fact that Jesus died on the cross for me. I lived my whole life in sin. And now I come to a place where I'm older, you know, people say they're older, getting close to the end, or now I accept them. I would feel like I just did it because I don't want to take a chance. Yes, I would do it. <laughs> don't take a chance. Don't take a chance because hell's real. Eternity is real. Eternity is extremely eternal. <laughs> that means it goes forever. Now, you don't understand that because you live in time right now. We all do. We know that today is today, tomorrow's tomorrow, next week, this year. But do you realize how fast that time is really going? This earth and us on it, time is just moving by. So time is an interesting thing. So God at least put a clock on us and said, I won't let you live like this forever. You have to choose, but you have an opportunity to choose. And I'm going to give you the best examples of how to choose right. And the Bible has all the best examples. Now, we happen to live at a time where libraries and online video and everything is so readily available that there's no excuse for anyone not to learn about what life is. Now, some people take this whole life existence and they narrow it down to, I want to eat, I want to sleep, and I want to have a woman or whatever. That's the base, base basics. Oh, I got to have money. Yeah, I got to, I want to eat, sleep, have money, and have a woman. So what, what are the base? What, what, what else is there? That's where people tend to bring themselves down to live at a base life. And then they say, well, you know, I wasn't one of the lucky ones. I, uh, my life is, is, I was born in poverty and I'll always be poor. I was born sick and I'll always be sick. That's, not, that's exactly why Jesus came. He brought the gospel. What is the gospel? It's the good news that you don't have to be sick anymore. You don't have to be poor anymore. Oh, come on, Art. Well, that's easy to say, but how do I get unpoor? Or how do I get unsick? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because God has given us ways 
to do that. He put in place, when God made you, he made you really, really special. Each one of us is, is, is more than a fingerprint. You know, everybody's got different fingerprints. We are so unique. Each, each person from the beginning of time till the end of time and beyond is so totally, totally, uniquely different, yet we are all alike God. Yeah. He made us like himself. He wanted each one of us to begin the process of understanding why he does the things he does, why he created the universe the way he did. I listen to people every day complain about life. Tell me how they're just not... You never talk to people, their heads are down, they go, I don't know, I just can't seem to make it through. That is, what that is, is they've been programmed with a lie. They don't know who they are. They don't know who they are. They don't realize they were made by a real being called the divine creator, and they were made to be just like him, just like God, yet they don't act that way. They act like they were taught to act on the earth because the earth, maybe they were brought up in a family that always beat them up mentally. Maybe they made a long, wrong choices in life and they feel very guilty about it. They don't know how to get rid of the guilt. So they feel that they are not able to, maybe they have children and the children didn't turn out right because something happened and they don't get along and they feel guilty about that. People are carrying all types of reasons why they themselves are a bad person. And yet God created each one of us to be a good person, to be like him. So, when we realize all these burdens and all these problems that we carry, then we can also appreciate that he sent himself, he sent himself, the Son of God, Jesus, that would be sending himself, because all three are one, into the earth. He sent himself, God the Creator sent Himself as Jesus into the earth to live as an example of how to dominate the earth. When you think about the weirdness of that, because it is strange, you will realize that the people on the earth that didn't understand how he was doing what he was doing, why would they want to kill him? Why would they want to crucify God himself? Well, Satan's the one who wanted to do it because he was thrown out in the rebellion. The angels, one Bible says one-third 
of the angels. And it's a lot, and I'll read that to you in the scripture. But they were thrown out of heaven, and they came to the earth to try to take over God's project, which was project himself, really, making man in his image and likeness. When he made Adam and stood next to Adam in the garden, they looked like each other. He made Adam like himself. Here we are. We are to be like him in the earth. Satan came to destroy. Satan hates God. He hates you. But if he can use you to get what he wants so he can get to God, well, then, then it's all, all good. Because, the, the, you know, if somebody's going to have revenge on somebody, they're going to go after their family. And we are the family of God. So it's not unreasonable to understand that there's an enemy called Lucifer, Satan, who is trying to go after the one thing <clears throat> that would hurt God the most, his family. If somebody goes after your family, you know how you feel. You would do anything to help them, wouldn't you? Good. I hope so. Because now you're starting to understand why God sent Jesus. Why he sent himself to die on the cross. Because he would do anything to help us. There was actually a point <clears throat> for a second where God said, I, I repent even having made man because I don't want to see him suffer. And once Lucifer got a hold of Adam and Eve when they ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, God had no choice but to put time in so they would know they would have to die. Otherwise, they would be locked into eternity serving the wrong God. And they would have been locked in. We all would have been locked in to eternity, serving Satan. But God's infinite wisdom has put in place a way to get us all back. And he got us back, every one of us. There's not one person on this planet that doesn't qualify to come back into the fold of God. Not one. Everyone qualifies. So what he's basically done is he says, here, it's all done. I took care of it. Now, all you have to do is reach out, grab my hand, and you will not have to live in an eternal hell of serving a dictator that's the opposite of love. We had an opportunity on this planet to witness, at least in history, until they rewrite it, um, what happened with somebody like Hitler, where he decided that a certain race of people needed to be exterminated. How would you like to live? How would you have liked to live then and been one of those people that was considered a bad experiment? Why the, why the Jewish people? Do you ever stop and ask yourself that? I mean... Why would he pick those? Because they were the original lineage that God began the earth with. And again, he wants to demonstrate to God how powerful 
he is. So, here we sit. Before us is an opportunity to choose life or death, blessing or cursing. The hand is extended. Do we take God's hand and say, okay, Lord, teach me how to serve you. One way or the other, by the way, you're going to serve either Lucifer or God. And you, there's no third choice. You say, no, I'm not participating in either. Good luck with that one. Because the the fault, the 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 um, what do you call it, the the uh, reset or the opportunity to to live life apart from either Satan or God being your ruler, it doesn't exist. There isn't a third choice. Oh, you may think you're going to somehow independently do it, but then one day you will die. Your body, your earth suit will die. And you will have made a choice. By not extending your hand to God, your choice will have been to extend it automatically. The automatic default is Lucifer. Once Lucifer tricked Adam and Eve, he became the god of planet Earth. So you're automatically defaulted to him if you don't choose God. So now we have all these babies being born, all these people growing up, all these souls up for grabs of who they're going to serve. And Satan's idea is to keep those he can from reaching out and taking God's hand, the creator of the universe. Because the automatic default takes you to Lucifer. Then he comes up with a brilliant idea, Satan. He says, what if we could kill them before they're born? Or what if they're being born, as they're being born, we could, we could kill them? Do I get them then? Sure, because they haven't had a cho- cho- chance to ser- choose God. Well, he was wrong on that count too, because God has a plan for the unborn babies. But, but they, they are cheated out of living a life that they could have enjoyed choosing God and being in the favor and blessing of God. So all these babies being eliminated before they're born is another way of Satan showing how much he hates any human that looks like God. Every one of us, in some way, looks like God, our Creator. We do. We look like Him. That is what it means in Genesis when it says, we were made in the image and likeness of the Creator. Yeah, we were. We are. You look like Him. What better hell could Satan want than to have God's people serving him for eternity? Is that what you're choosing? Don't do it. So how, 
do I make the right choice? Well, number one, of course, is accepting Jesus as your Lord. Then at least your name gets reestablished in the book of life, and you will find your way to heaven. But you will also find when you get there that you're going to learn all the things before God turns you loose. You're going to have put inside of you the ways of God. Because there will be no other way in heaven. Or heaven would be just like earth and it would be just like hell. Right now, people say to me, what do I think about what's going on around the world? Well, number one, I think too many people have not yet reached out and grabbed God's hand. Number one. Number two, the ones who have aren't doing anything about it. You're made in the image and likeness of God. You've been given a gift. God wants you to understand the power and authority and dominion that he has granted you. So what happens too often is people don't want to get involved. They don't want to learn the word. My gosh, that would take energy for me to actually want to know about my creator. I don't know about you, but I spent at least on a minimum of minimum when on a day where I I don't have time, a minimum of an hour, most times two to, or more, getting ready in the morning with the Word of God, one way or the other. I take notes, I write things down, I listen to things, I read things, because I care about understanding the creation who created me. If you care, if you, you're going to spend eternity somewhere, you're going to do it. I'm, I like to talk about the invisible world, the quantum world, all the subatomic, subatomic structures that God's made. Because our human body is the most magnificent creation ever that God has ever made. He's made planets. He's made solar systems. He's made angels, which we're going to talk about. He's made a lot. But yet, inside of your body is where it's the most magnificent artistic work of God. And then he put your soul, spirit in there, your mind, and gave you free will. Made you just like him. And all he's asking is that you would accept the fact that he did it and thank him for it. And if you do, when you do, that born-again experience takes place and you are able to now grow to know what he wants you to know because he wants to teach you how to be him. He wants to teach you how to rule for him. That's what he wants to do. The Bible says we're going to judge angels. Are you capable of doing that? Are you ready to do that? That's what we're going to do for all of eternity. When circumstances occur, he will call one of the saints in and say, I need a judgment in this case. And I'll tell you what, mercy is what I like not judgment. 
but we will be the ones doing it because he made us just like him. Well, we're going to go to a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about angels. We're going to talk about the angelic host. There are those that were not so good, and there are those that are tremendous, and they're here. Guess why they're here? To serve you and serve me doing the work for God. We'll be right back. It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Broadcasting live from historic West Norriton Township. This is AM 1180. AM 1180. WFYL. King of Prussia. Philadelphia. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. And we're back, and welcome back to All In, All In with the Lord. Now, we were talking about like an example of how things are on the earth and how it got to be, but I want to talk about angels because in the Old Testament, they were limited to how many angels could come into the earth based on what Adam had done initially, and then when high treason was was actually committed. So they had to come and go through what they called Jacob's Ladder. It was a, a way that angels could get into the earth to do work. Now, demons, we call them, right? They're fallen angels. They fell out. They were kicked out, kicked out of heaven. Those fallen angels exist in and around the earth, and they have done a lot of crazy things. And today we're hearing a lot about aliens, you will hear a lot more because as time approaches for the end, and it is coming, one thing we know about time, it's moving, right? But the fallen angels want to be the gods who rule over the gods. We are the gods that God created lower than him to serve him. But Lucifer wants to take as many of us as he can with him and he does that by use of his demonic angels and hosts to convince us to go his way, to sell our soul. I don't, I don't know what the price of a soul is today, but it's a pretty amazing thing. When you, you will come to find out that it is the most valuable commodity in all of existence, anywhere, any place, what's inside of you. That's going to be the most amazing thing you're going to see when you get out of this realm. You will realize that what you had been carrying in this earth suit, in this body, your mind, your spirit, your soul, you, it's not, you couldn't put a, a number on how valuable one of them is. And yet there's billions that have been billions. And just, I, I don't even know, I can't even imagine 
And yet God Almighty has shared that kind of life with us. Here's Psalm 35, 27. Let those who favor my righteousness cause, my righteous cause, and have pleasure in my uprightness, shout for joy and be glad and say continually, let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God takes pleasure in your prosperity. Did you know that? Let me read it to you. Let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Now, we are servants of God by choice, yet we are made like God to rule and to reign. But we choose to be a servant. And when we choose right to be that servant, God takes pleasure in us being prosperous. So God's showing us that his way leads to prosperity. But remember, there's the fallen angels, and their way leads to destitution, poverty, sickness, and death. We have blessing, we have cursing. Bless and curse. Hebrews 1.14 Are not all angels, all ministering spirits, servants, sent out in the service of God for the assistance of those who are to inherit salvation? Wow. Angels are ministers, ministering spirits. They're Have you ever been ministered to? Have you ever gone to an emergency room? And all of a sudden, and and you come in there in bad shape, a lot of people, nurses and doctors, are ministering to you. You, you, You don't do a thing. You're just laying there, and they're ministering. Well, angels are not all, are not the angels all ministering servants sent out to the service of God for the assistance of those who are to inherit salvation. Are We are the ones to inherit salvation. If you've accepted Jesus, we inherit in our salvation, and we are joint heirs with Jesus the Christ for all that he has. And God who sent himself to be crucified, has it all. Jesus, the human example of God, got it all back that was stolen from us on the earth so that we could then take it all back legally because it was legally handed over by Adam. Psalm 103, 20 and 21. Bless affectionately, gratefully, praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his commandments, hearkening to the voice of his word. Bless affectionately, gratefully, praise the Lord, all you his hosts, you his ministers who do his pleasure. The angels are made to bless God completely. They They've never felt more fulfilled than when they're blessing God, gratefully praising. They appreciate 
their existence. They appreciate their life. And they've said, look, we want to serve you. So how do we serve you? And, he, and God Almighty said, I want you to serve my children. You make me happy when you serve my children. <clears throat> so the angels that were sent here from God, not the fallen ones, are here to minister. And there's not one. There's billions now through the New Testament. Jacob's ladder was Old Testament. When Jesus did the job on the cross, angels legally flooded into this planet. And they are looking for opportunities to bless God. How do they bless God? By blessing you. By bringing favor to you. That's how they bless God. They can't, there's nothing they can do for God more than be in servitude by choice to you. They're choosing to praise God by ministering to you. Give them a chance. Let them minister. When's the last time you opened your eye, asked the Lord to open your eyes to see the angelic hope, the, the angels around you helping you? We have armies, militant armies of angels right around us, right here. Now, they can't break laws, they can't rob banks, they can't hurt people. But what they can do is make sure that God's word is carried out on your behalf because they're sent to minister to you. So when you choose and take God's word and speak it out of your mouth, believe it in your heart, they can and will minister to the word to make it come to pass and bring favor on you. But here's the big dilemma. Most Christians aren't doing this. Most Christians aren't taking seriously the word of God, releasing their faith in that word so that the ministering billions of angels can get them whatever they need. Right now, one of the things that's occurring around us as I'm doing this program is the federal government is pushing real hard to go all digital currency. And without getting too goofy here, I just want to explain to you what they mean by that. They want to control every aspect of money that comes into your life and be able to turn it on and turn it off if you don't obey. Now that won't show up like that for a while yet, but that's where it's headed. You want to live, you want to eat, we'll turn it on, we'll turn it off. You got to do what we say. If you don't serve government, then you will then not get what you want. That's where it's going to go, digital. It's all going to go that way. And we're look, you're going to see it by the end of this year. It's going to be the most talked about thing. All right. But yet God has a way <coughs> to supply all your needs no matter what the government does. However, you're going to have to know to choose God and that he has angels here to help you if you're going to take advantage of that. Or you will become a slave to the rulings of the government. 
which do you want? You're going to have it, have to make a choice. So if you refuse to bow your knee to Satan, he will create a system that makes you bow your knee or you can't exist. However, billions of angels are here to supply our needs, regardless of that system. But you're going to have to learn to use faith to release them to do the work. There's still a period of time right now where you, you can learn this, but you got to focus. you got to focus on what God's Word can do and is doing in your life. <clears throat> you cannot sit back now and say, well, it's gotten... We've gotten along just fine. Yeah, I get my government checks. and Well, what if you're not getting them? What if it's turned off because you refuse to obey what the government says to do? Oh, yeah. That day is coming. And you say, well, I made a lot of money. I'm not relying on the government. Okay. Well, where do you keep that money? Probably in a bank. Well, you can see what's going on with the banks right now. We just learned that the banking systems in America... Take every dollar that you have in savings and loan it to somebody else. Therefore, when you go to get your dollar, it's not there. They have to get it back from something. And when they can't, because they have made bad loans, then the bank defaults because then there's a run on the bank. You people want their money. The bank can't deliver because it's not really there. Your money is not really there. You go into a bank and ask, try to pull out, if you have the money, try to pull out $10,000, try to pull out $5,000. you are going to find it harder and harder because they don't keep the kind of, and they want to all close the branches. Sure, because they can limit the amount of money an ATM can give you in a day. Then they know how to control the money. I, I don't want to go off anymore on that. I just want to say that it is time to realize that God, my God, Philippians 4.19 supplies my need, not my bank account. What happens, and I'm just going to, and I won't continue on the money thing, but the person that says, hey, look, man, I, I got myself set. I spent my whole life savings, saving money, and I can just live off of it. Really? What happens when the market crashes down like it's doing? And what happens when the bank can't release the money you think you saved? Well, you should think about it. You've got to trust the Lord. Now, the Lord can take care of you, and he will. And angels are sent to minister to you in those kinds of situations. But for those who feel self-contained and self-secure by their money, they're not used to exercising the faith to get angels to supply their food for today. What I'm saying is today is the day that we need to become aware of that, and we need to utilize the power of faith so that ministering angels can begin to minister to us and maybe show you where to even put money for a sa in a safe place. <laughs> used to be, don't put it in your mattress, put it in the bank. I don't know, but it isn't in the bank, I'll tell you that. So let's go to Psalm, or Hebrews 12.22. But rather you have come to Mount Zion, even the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to the countless multitudes of angels in festal gatherings. Now, what is he saying? We come as born-again Christians to Mount Zion 
the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, the heavenly Jerusalem, to, to the countless multitudes of ain't countless, countless, you can't count them. If you look up at the sky and see the stars, you can't count them. You can only see the ones you see anyway. Angels are fest in festive gatherings waiting to be called on by you to do the work of the Lord. They want to serve you, but they can only serve God's Word. Are you a person that releases God's Word every day in your life? Or are you a person that knows a lot of four-letter words that aren't God's Word? Because the angels can only minister to God's Word. Do you know God's Word? I've not been given, here's God's Word, I've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. And though the mountains tumble into the sea and the earth be done away, still will I not fear. Do you fear? Do you worry? Do you have anxiety? We're in a worry war. We're in an anxiety war. If you turn on the media, the TV, anywhere, YouTube, anywhere, you're going to hear things that would cause you to become upset if you're listening to news. And it's a worry war. What can I get mankind to worry about? Why? Why do you think Lucifer wants you to worry? Oh, he does. Because he knows that your God-given equipment, this whole human body, connects directly with the quantum world and creates what you dwell on your thinking in your heart most of the time. That is what you create for him in the earth. So people who say, I'm a worry wart, or I'm a, I'm a constant worrier, that's just the way I am, you're working for Satan. Oh yeah, he's pushed your buttons, you are working you're allowing your body to be used by Lucifer and the fallen angels carrying out Lucifer's word. So if you're worried about dying, if you're worried about sickness, if you're worried about poverty, you are assisting the fallen angels that are also here to carry out Lucifer's goal, which is to make you broke, busted, sick, and disgusted. Do you want to be broke, busted, sick, and disgusted? Then continue worrying or shut it down. How do I shut it down? Glad you asked. Take God's word that says, I've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. And repeat that. Release the angels, the ministering ones, to bring peace and favor into your world. Stop the worrying. The imagination of man is not just something that idly works. It's, it's more sophisticated than any 3D printer. The imagination can see what it wants, and then it drops into the system, and the quantum world around you creates it. And in case you're not worried enough, the demons will come help you. Those fallen angels, that's what they're called, demons. 
They're the aliens. They're the ones who invaded Earth. They're the ones who left the signs in the beginning so we'd find them now because they want to come back and say, we are your gods. We were here first. And there are many on this planet that will say, I worship you. Yes, you're my God. They'll amaze people with technology. When the people look at the Great Pyramid and they realize there's no way, no way, that humans built that without technological advancement. And there's all these things. I don't want to go through them, but there's all these things around the world that prove it. And they were, they were using it to, to, not to bury the dead, but to put light, energy, throughout the earth. So anyway, that's a whole different story. But the angels are here to minister to us, both sides. And if you're a worry person, if you're a fear person, I can't help it, Art. At night, I just start to imagine the worst. <laughs> imagining the worst. That is the opposite of imagining the best. Calling things that are not as though they are. Hebrews now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Calling things that are not as though they are. That's what you're doing when you worry. And you'll get demonic help because legally they can get you what you say you're worrying about. I worry about my kids. Well, I understand that. But how about finding God's word and Speak it over your kids, exercising your blood rights over your children, and demand that they are protected, guarded, guided, and led to the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, to God Himself. Why don't you pray that? And then the angels can go and minister to that prayer. That's what prayer is. It's it's speaking God's word over circumstances so that the ministering angels can watch it to perform what it's sent to do. But if you have no faith when you speak it, then you're releasing doubted prayer or, or weak prayer. It's weak. At the very best, it's weak faith. If it's not weak faith, it goes lower. It goes to fear. Then there's weak fear, strong fear, and extremely strong fear, where people just know something bad's going to happen. Always waiting for it. Interesting. But the Lord has a plan. Exodus 23. I mean, Exodus 23, yes, 20 and 23, verse 20 and 23. Behold, I send an angel before you to keep and guard you on the way and bring you to the place that I have prepared. This is God talking to the Jewish people. He sent an angel. He sent an angel. That was in the Old Testament where there was hard to get them in through Jacob's ladder. But in the New Testament, they're all over the place. They are everywhere you can imagine. Wherever you are, guaranteed there's angels standing by waiting for a command. Some of them are bored out of their gourd because you don't give the command. So you got to do something about that. God said, when he sent the angel, I prepared. He said, give heed to him, listen and obey his voice. Be not rebellious before him or provoke him. But if you will indeed listen to obey his voice and all that I speak, 
that I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. <coughs> God has sent armies, legions of angels here to serve you, minister to you. I, I can't say it enough. You know, there's so many things that God has prepared for us. And I'm going to read two more scriptures here, and then it's time to wrap up again. But Luke 4, verse 8. And Jesus replied to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall do homage to and worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Him only shall you shall you serve. So when he said to Peter, get behind me, it's all about Satan wanting, G, G, Satan wanted Jesus to fall down and worship him. <clears throat> he wants you to fall down and worship him. Now, if you don't literally do that here on the earth, but you are living for Satan, you will do it in eternity because you will have no choice. You will be made to, to worship Satan as your God. That's why we want to take God's hand and get out of here, and we want to use God's word and the ministering angels to get us out. Genesis 39.4 So Joseph pleased and found favor in his sight, and he served him. <coughs> Excuse me. And his master made him supervisor over his house, and he put all that he had in his charge. Favor is what I want to leave you thinking about. The purpose of the angels is to bring favor that God has for you and I. The favor of God. The angels are commissioned to watch over God's word and perform it. And the favor of God is here if we take it. Wake up and understand that God's favor is upon us. His favor and don't give the fallen angels a chance with worry and doubt. Get over on faith. Call things that are not as though they are. Take God's word. Speak God's word. Release your angels. Angels, go! In Jesus' name, carry out God's word over my life. Have a great week. I'll see you next week on Adam. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time.